You wanted the best. You got the best. It's the Big Boy Pants Sports Spectacular. Featuring Keith Heron, Carrie Shuck, and Josh Jackson. And are you ready to get your sports faces rocked all the way off of your sports faces? I'm ready. I know I am. Well, here we go. We're going to start this thing off. How's everybody doing? Thanks for joining us again for the Big Boy Pants Sports Spectacular. Uh, we've got a lot of things planned. We've got a special guest coming up shortly, a couple of other segments, and um, we, we appreciate you guys listening, so stay tuned. The Big Boy Pants Podcast Sports Spectacular is brought to you by Land Run Clothing Company. They are your professional source for all your custom promotional needs. T-shirts, embroidery, koozies, hats, banners, signs, Land Run Clothing does it all. You can get a hold of Land Run Clothing at 405-579-0303. That's 405-579-0303. Or you can check them out at LandRunClothing.com or on their Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LandRunClothing. Welcome back to the Big Boy Pants Podcast Sports Spectacular. You can buy the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we were thinking, what better way to start off the sports spectacular than by the way that you start off every sports event in America? I, so I, I couldn't agree more. So to, to, to sing the Star Spangled Banner for you, here we have Josh Jackson. Uh, I, I've got your music queued up no, here, Whenever you're ready. Actually, right now. <laughs> oh, oh, say... Can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed At the twilight's last gleaming Broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous woods or the ramparts we watch. I can't. It's hard watching Carrie Lee streaming. And the rockets red glare. The bombs bursting in air. Gabriel through the night. I'm, this is when they start throwing stuff on the, on the field at me. You're, still, you're doing great. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Play ball! All right, that's going to be a good podcast right there. <laughs> the people will play that over and over, and I hope they don't use that. Like, I should trademark it, because I think people are going to use that oh. as a soundbite when they don't have a singer. That's the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know who they were. They were probably, I mean, they if, you know, if... Sign me up. If Usher didn't have a bunch of STDs, they'd right. call him. <laughs> but they'll be like, sorry, Usher, we just listened to a podcast. And that was Josh. And we, got, <laughs> and we got the guy. We got the guy. Yeah. Here's the thing: like I remember Roseanne Barr saying the national yeah. anthem one and that's, year. That's what I felt and like she right got, there. She got you know, booed. That's but the I thing was, been. she she sang bad on purpose. But Josh, you just sang with all your heart, man. And <laughs> well, 
We know you're not the best singer, but you did not it. Not the best you, singer, but you are one of the most patriotic um, men. You kind of put me on the spot there. You've got a you've got a flagpole in your front and backyard. No, just in my front. Well, it, we're, well our for, listeners, for the podcast, our yeah. listeners don't know. I'll that. put one up tonight. I'll <laughs> yeah. put it up tonight. <laughs> That's my fault. I mean, right. you guys had a reunion of America. It was all American, exactly. All so, American. I mean, that, you it, know, I got me a new bait. I got I have two American flag bathing suits. <laughs> one of them is a French cut made in China. Yes, and then you got <laughs> the other. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got then I got the board shorts. So oh, okay. Do you wear them both together? You know, absolutely. Yes, you do. And that's a true story. I really do. Who built the uh Statue of Liberty? Uh that would be France. Gave it as a gift. Exactly. Ooh, look at that. So, so there's I didn't know that. Intertwined. Intertwined. Right. See? Liberty. You know, we just Democracy. Just making bathing suits, man. <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. So let's let's go ahead and bring this uh this is gonna be a sports spectacular. Let's talk about sports really quick. We have a guest coming got? up shortly. But let's talk about the sports that we enjoy. I think the three of us, um, when it comes to college football, when it comes to um, WNBA, WNBA, <laughs> NBA. I'm, you bring that up a lot. When it I comes really to NBA, because I think the Sparks and the Mystics. I, I don't know. I, I literally just saw. I saw a crawl like ESPN. I wouldn't know any other teams. So when it comes to comments, college football, NBA, and Major League Baseball, the three of us share. Uh, those those teams in common, yes. um, yeah. that being the OU Sooners, mm-hmm. uh, the OKC Thunder, mm-hmm. and the uh, America's team, the New York Yankees. Exactly. Let's and, and um, you know, I'll take the Yankees unless the Rangers. I grew up on the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if the Rangers are in the World Series, almost a Super Bowl. <laughs> if they're playing in the Super Bowl, <laughs> man, then man, man, but it's uh, a good year for Texas. And it's you know, the apocalypse. But I did. I grew up on the Rangers. Uh, me and Holly made a trip in 2005 to New York City, and instantly became a Yankees fan. Nice. Yep. You have to. Yeah. Well, see, I was a. Um, my dad would always take us to Rangers games, but he would take us as often as he could when the Yankees were playing. Yeah. Because the Yankees were my dad's team, and that's how I got to be a Yankees fan. But I've been to more Rangers games than yep. anything, so I mean, I, I am also a Rangers fan. I, I'm I'm the same way. I mean, you know, with the Yankees being in New York, whenever I'd go to baseball, we would go to Texas for our vacations, and then we'd yep. always go to a Ranger game. And I can remember watching. Well, I okay, my brother-in-law Mark, um, he is the baseball coach. Uh, well, he's recently retired at Carl Albert State College in Poto, and so he had several players come through that made it um, to AAA or anything, but there was one player, Jeff Fry, who played second base for the Texas Rangers. He played at Carl Albert State College. And so for our vacation, we went down there, and, of course, we get to go to a game, and uh, we actually got to go to whatever the water place was. It was the day before. It was his day oh, off. Okay. It, big splash. Hur- Hurricane Harbor. Hurricane Harbor. Okay. Um, so we went there with him and his wife, and the whole day, I'm not really thinking – I'm with a major league baseball player. He was just like this cool guy, Jeff. Yeah. And then at the the next day, Hefe, Hefe, if you will, <laughs> we he calls us. He's like, I got your tickets at the gate. Just just pull up to um, the parking under the garage, and they have your name. So we show up in like this light blue Chris Nichols minivan <laughs> and pull down there next to Maseratis and yeah. Ferraris and all these cars. And I, I remember like we. We're, we stick out like a sore thumb. But at the end of the game, it was a great game. Jeff, like, comes up and talks to us. And he goes, go get, here, here, here's balls. Go get uh, um, autographs. At Jose Canseco, Juan Gonzalez, Pudge Rodriguez, Charlie Liebrandt, Nolan Ryan. Dude, you know the dream team of the 90s. Oh, yes. All these people, yet I didn't have one. 
Jeff Fry. Like oh. the guy that gave me the, I didn't. And finally at the end, my sister was like, did you ask Jeff? I was like, oh, uh, hey, Jeff, I'm sorry. I, I saved you room right here. And he's like, oh, yeah, let me get that. And so I always felt bad to that because this guy. Do you still have some, that ball? Uh, they do. I, I think the Pollards still do at okay. their house. Um, but one more quick story and we'll get off that. Okay. So we're down there with those, the players, like in that garage. Okay. Um, we're leaving and you know, everybody lines that garage wanting autographs and everything. Sure. And like Gary Reedus, he just flies through in his car. Jose flies through in his car. We pull up in that, that minivan and Mark <laughs> rolls his window down. No automatic window, rolls it down and these kids run over and Mark is so funny and just one of the funniest guys ever. The kids run up there and he goes, uh, not today, guys, not today. And then just rolls it <laughs> up and drives off. Oh. Oh. They were like, who's that, the utility catcher? So yeah. It was pretty funny. The janitor? That's nice. So that was my text ranger story. Well, very cool. Um, so when it comes to sports, we're, we're all a bit like-minded. Um, when it comes to the NFL, however, we are not. No. Um, Josh and I are Cowboys fans. I'm a Cowboys fan. Carrie, uh, however... Uh, is a Rams fan, I believe. Yes, I really? was. I was an LA Rams fan, and then they moved to St. Louis, and I became a uh, a St. Louis Rams fan. I mean, I I stayed with the organization. I mean, Aaron Eric Dick, Dickerson, uh, you know, Jim Everett, like some really good players, Deacon Jones, and then I remember like growing up watching them. The reason I liked them is because I had friends that were Dallas Cowboys fans and San Francisco 49er fans. Like, cause yep. that, that, that was, was the day, like hey, in the nineties, that's all you Well, no, it was, it was Cowboys or Buffalo Bills. The Bills. Yeah. The Bills made those, some runs at it. Those were the starter jackets that always got fought But if over. you're lo- looking in the same conference, you were either Cowboys or you were San oh, Francisco. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like, Hey, who's Dion playing for this year? Yeah. And so I, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to pick a team and that's who I'm going to go with. And it was based off of the ugly uniform. I was like, am I going Tampa Bay? Or the Bengals? <laughs> but, they, but they were that cool black orange, yeah. you know? But And then the Rams had that mustard yellow. Yeah. Was it, we call it gold. This yeah. would have been before the, the Steelers started wearing that really bad yes. throwback. Yes. And so I was like, I'm just going to go with them. And, I mean, of course, I didn't know anything. And then, like, Eric Dickerson has the rushing record, you know, in a season and all, all of this stuff. And... I just kind of fo- went back and followed that, but then uh, Kurt Warner yes. was he playing? It not yeah, he played. I mean, it was like the '98 season when, uh, and '99 was when they won the championship. But I remember I was a big Trent Green fan, Trent Green fan, and he was the starting quarterback. Then he got hurt, and they brought in Kurt Warner. And I was like, dude, this guy was the third string. Like, what's going on? Plus, he's like forty, <laughs> twenty-eight. But um, <laughs> I I just remember that was like a magical season to watch this, and I I told Robbie if. Kurt Warner ever goes to the Hall of Fame. I said this a few years ago. I want to be there in Canton. It's the only person I've ever want to watch. Wow. And I didn't get to see him, but I did watch his acceptance speech live and I like I cried three times. <laughs> like it, it's uh, it's so crazy like I So he's your dude. He's yeah. your dude. Dude, I mean if if you you know the whole story, I mean working in a grocery store, wanting to be a football player, can't make a team, goes to the Arena League, his his wife has cancer a couple of times. Like she he kept asking her out on dates and she kept saying no because she had um, a, a child already that ha- was um, mentally handicapped, and he was just like, "Oh no, that, 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 bring him!" And then like he adopted him, and then they had another kid, and she had another kid, so they had two. They added five more kids. I mean, the guy is like, it, he's so awesome that it's like, the, it's the person that I would want to follow, like who I would want to be if I was a professional athlete. So, uh, Kurt Warner was nice. like the guy that I was just like. If he goes to the Hall of Fame, I've got to be there. And I didn't get to do it. But 
you know, congratulations to him. Yeah, yeah. Carrie was tearing up a little bit when he was telling <laughs> yeah, that story. I really was. I mean, and there's another Kurt Warner story. I'm sorry. I, there, this was when he was with the with the sports Cardinals. Spectacular. Sorry, guys. It's sports. Uh, they real quick when he was uh with the Cardinals. Um, it was the it was like right before the Super Bowl. And what him and his family does is they'll go out to restaurants and they'll look for families that are eating, having a good time. And his kids will pick like, hey, we're going to pay for their meal. And he sees this big table. Um, they're all having a good time. They're hooping and hollering. He's like, that's the table, guys. And they pay for it. And this guy comes over and he goes to shake his hand. And he said, uh, hey, thank you so much for my, for my meal. And he said, hey, no problem. And then the guy that he paid for it was a Pittsburgh Steelers player. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, I'll see you on the field. He walks in. I'm like, oh, sorry, Kurt. So, so right. it turned into like a slap in the face. It like, kind of did. Yeah, that's awesome. Fun fact, I got to go to the last game in Texas Stadium ever. Oh, before it was wow. the new yep. awesome. Yeah. Yep. The very last game. That before, they it was, uh, before it was the... Arlington Stadium. Wait, are we talking? No, you know they built they built Jerry's World. Oh, okay. Oh, that's you're talking about Cowboy Stadium. What do they call it? They called it Texas Stadium. Texas Texas Stadium, Stadium. and now it's Jerry's World, but it has a name. Right. AT and T. Yeah. 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 But uh, Holly got me tickets to the very last game in that stadium. Who Who did they play? That is a good question. You could have just made something up. Nobody's going to fact check you. Steelers. Oh, okay. We'll get fact checked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, who was uh, Emmett Irvin? Were they all still there? I they mean, they came back for it. Troy Aikman did not come back for it because he was he's under contract he's doing bougie. It, well, he was uh, broadcasting another game that night, oh, okay. so he didn't come back for it. But all the old players came out. Drew Pearson. I mean, just yeah, you know, all these guys. Moose, the Moose. Moose. Yeah, the whole stadium went I, crazy when Moose came in. It's funny, like when I, you know, I I didn't watch football a lot growing up, but when you know, I started getting into, like, the Rams. Of course, the only team you can watch here is, like, the Cowboys. Yeah. And I remember everybody says this, but when Moose would get the ball and go up the middle, and I'm like, Moose, mm-hmm. like, why did they boo the dude? I mean, <laughs> no. they're in Texas Stadium. I remember standing in my living room doing that yeah. every time we get the ball. <laughs> nice. Hey, let me ask you guys this question, because I've always wondered this. This is a little bit off topic. Still sports-related, though. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder... Um, whenever you listen uh, to to the radio when they're making announcements about the games and stuff, um, they'll always talk about the Kansas City Royals having a Thunder Night. Or have you guys heard this? I haven't. No. Mm-mm. Okay, so it happens a lot. Like they'll, they'll advertise on the radio for a Kansas City Royals game is going to be having Thunder Night. Mm-hmm. And so I was always curious how how did the Thunder get associated with the Kansas City Royals instead of a team that's maybe more that's maybe closer with like the Rangers. I I wonder. I know that the uh, the MLS um, team that we have here, the Energy, uh-huh. their uh, their affiliate is Sporting KC. Uh, so that's the Kansas City club. I oh, wonder okay. if there's kind of a, a a we're within hours away, and it's kind of a closer yeah. closer deal. Maybe maybe, that's maybe something through Energy could, Chesapeake Energy Arena. Be. Some kind of an energy thing could be, could I be. Have no idea. It could be somebody of co- that was like, "Hey, we're sporting KC with the MLS, um, and we are affiliated with you know your uh, USL team." I think that's what it is. Uh, the energy. We would like to know if you wanted to be part of it. I mean, that could be a thing. And you know, Kansas City's not that far. Kansas City's fun. We went to watch the Yankees at at, at Royals games. Man, yeah. it's it's exciting. I mean, it's it's a nice. Does stadium. it take longer to get to Kansas City or to Dallas? What do you think? Oh, it it, it takes longer to get to uh, Kansas City. It does. That, that's you like think what so? A, I think it's like a five hour, and it's only like three. 
Okay, I'm thinking of Wichita. Wichita's only like yeah, it's two like two hours. hour drive. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think to get to Kansas City, it's like maybe yeah. five. Not 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 very much. I mean, but yeah. it's a straight shot. When yeah, you you're home. less than three hours from Dallas. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, to keep everything moving on, let's do it. We have a special guest coming up. Um, and should we go ahead and say who it is? Tell him. It's Dylan Buckingham from KFOR, from the franchise 107.7 Sports Radio. Uh, Carrie actually uh, knows Dylan from uh, from school. They went to college together. We did. Went to UCO. Uh, I'll tell you this. Dylan was above and beyond the the best thing that out of that graduating class. I mean, we, we and I, and we'll get through it again. But um, he, uh, you know, people have the it factor. You yeah. know, you see it. I I don't really have it. I think I'm funny. I don't have what he could do or what the Bob Berry juniors and the, and people like that could do. I, I just, I'm kind of just sporadic and funny. He was, when you would watch him, you're like, that guy's a sportscaster. He's going to do this. Meticulous. Job. Yes. I mean, just knows on his point stuff. all the time. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, I'm, I'm excited to, to have him on here. I think he's yeah, going to be great. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Um, so stay tuned. We're going to bring Dylan Buckingham on and thanks as always for listening. Thanks for listening again to the Big Boy Pants Podcast. We are back with our Sports Spectacular. We are so excited you guys are listening today, and we have some exciting news for you. We exciting. have We have the foremost authority in the metro area uh, when it comes to sports. Uh, we're talking about the one, the only, Dylan Buckingham. Dylan Buckingham. How are you doing, buddy? I'm great. That intro is so wrong, though. But, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hit you with the foremost. He wanted he wanted everybody to know, KFO. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it's definitely a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. You know, I, I don't think it's much of a stretch though, Dylan, because I want to tell you how many times I have taken what I've heard you talk about on the radio and then regurgitated that in conversation as my own thought. <laughs> That's good, because a lot of times people tell me I don't have enough of a, an opinion on things, so it's kind of funny to hear someone uh, actually take it to heart. But hey, you know, I, I just I kind of feel like with my mindset with sports, I, I try to be more common sense and not, you know, like, you know, there's Stephen A. Smith and, and Skip mm-hmm. Bayless who just kind of have crazy hot takes on things and, you know, they just do things to stir people up, and that's not what I'm about. I don't, I don't really want to do that to people. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the right way to sure. kind of go about sports and i take sports too seriously that's that's i don't know if that's a problem or not but that's just kind of how i'm wired so i try and go common sense whenever i talk about sports yeah yeah and that makes sense like for me um you know your job your job day in day out is sports and you know for somebody like me i don't have that much time you know to dedicate to it so to be able to listen to somebody like you on a day-to-day basis um that really helps me out when i find myself in a situation where i need to I need to have an opinion about something, and maybe I don't. But, hey, I heard Dylan talking about it on the radio, so I've got something to offer. He's qualified. Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad I'm able to help out a little bit in any situation <laughs> possible. But, yeah, it's it's a blast, and the timing is crazy, obviously. With And I know you guys talk a lot about, like, parenthood and fatherhood and all that stuff that goes along with it. But, yeah, it's it's a crazy job because, again, I'm so just kind of intertwined in sports all the time, and it's 24-7, and, you know, you try and go home and, and – kind of get away from it just as much as you can and be at that as much as you can. But the hours are so wild. But, you know, when it's the job, it's easier to follow it, too. And I think if, you know, you were in the same position, you'd be able to follow it just as easily. 
See, I, I, I'm not in the same position, uh, but I still try to follow it as much as I can. Um, I, I just, I, I've loved sports since I've, you know, since I was a little kid. So I probably have an unhealthy, I mean, like it's your job. So you kind <laughs> of, you, you know, you get home and you know, the wife says, seriously, you're turned on sports center. And you're like, Hey honey, this pays the bills. This is the job. When I come home and I do it, my wife's like, uh, seriously, and I'm like, uh, uh, we got to see what the Yankees did. I mean, what do you want? What do you want from me? I mean, has Russ signed the contract yet? What do you want me to do? So, <laughs> no. The good thing about it is too, though, is like it sounds like we're all kind of cut from the same cloth, and there are things that pull you externally away from you know wanting to cover and love sports. You know, like obviously, if you have a different job, you have to pay attention to that, and mm-hmm. your family does the same thing, and it, it's the same thing for me too. There, you know, it's just not possible or feasible for people who do sports broadcasting to really watch every single thing that happens. It's important to try and be as knowledgeable as possible, especially if you're going to talk about it. But, um, you know, that's the thing too. It's just, I think we're all just sports fans and we're just kind of crazy people that just get fired up about it. And mm-hmm. it's a great, I think it's a great fraternity. I say it's a fraternity because there's a, you know, a nice chunk of people that are in the same boat that just love sports and live and breathe sports. And it's, it's cool to be able to get to talk about it on a daily basis. It's a good, you know, to get away from if it, if it's not your job or anything like that. It's a good to get away, like to to just watch sports and just kind of get absorbed in it a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's one of the best. I hate to say it in this term because it's you know to me one of the better distractions on mm-hmm. the face of the earth because you can kind of go away from everything that's going on in your life, whether it's problems at work or there's problems with a boss or problems with you know at home, whoever is going through what. You know, it's a nice distraction and lets you kind of be almost a kid again because, mm-hmm. you know, the thing I love about fans is they're kind of irrational. They they don't make a lot of <laughs> sense because that's their team and that's why they want them to be amazing. And, um, you know, it's it's funny because that's what it is, though. It allows you to kind of go to a different place at a different time that, you know, maybe you haven't been there in a while. And that's an awesome thing about the uh, the industry and the world of sports. Yeah, I've, I've got something for you here, uh, Dylan. Um, we tried to get you on. I think Carrie had asked you maybe a week or two ago, maybe longer than that, but we tried to get you on, and you uh, actually were going to a t-ball game. Um, <laughs> and so uh, my son is uh, – I just got the email yesterday. Um, he's on a team now. He's four years old, so he's going to be starting t-ball for the first time. What kind of advice can you give me entering the realm of t-ball? First off, watch the chair throws. Make sure you kind of throw them, get them over the actual fence. That's that was key for me. Okay. Um, no, it's it's really weird because my son played base or I played basketball originally, and you know he he had a lot of health issues growing up. He had a um, a thing called Hirschsprung's disease, which kind of put him in the hospital quite a bit of time and had a bunch of surgeries and stuff. So he was, he's very cautious about things that he approaches. Okay. So for us, we were kind of afraid to kind of just let that leash go for him because during basketball, he would run to us and freak out if it got too loud or if the whistles were too loud. And, um, you know, it's, it's a digestive issue for him. And so, you know, it kind of just made him cautious about things. But, you know, the thing that was so amazing about T-ball was he just thrived. It was amazing to watch because he got out there and was just so enamored with the game, loved everything about it. Was he would? It's, it's really weird because he loves things. He loves to read. He loves uh, anything involving Mickey, but he would change whenever he played T-ball. And for the better, it was like he was really focused and wanted to be successful at it. And wow. You know, yeah, it was kind of a weird thing. And I, none of us in my family even expected him to be as serious about it as he was. And we're talking about T-ball here. Sure. And, you know, it's it's not that big of a deal. But for us, it was a huge step forward. And so as a parent, I would say, you know, 
what I've learned at least over the last or tried to learn over the last couple of years with him doing sports and some, you know, he, he loves basketball, but he just can't wrap his head and his brain around being out there in front of that many people and, and in enclosed area. It's kind of like a social anxiety for him, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it was cool to watch him just kind of go. And so what I've learned is that it's really great to just kind of let them go and, and be them and, you know, not trying, I, I try really hard to not be the parent that's like, what are you doing? Why, why didn't you die for that? Well, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I'm not like the crazy parent that would throw a chair, but um, that's kind of what I've, I've gone with with him is, you know, just watching him do his thing and, and hoping he's having fun. And yeah. as a T-ball parent, I screamed for him. I screamed for the other kids on the team. It's kind of cool. It's, it's one of those things too, where everybody's, you know, I'm really anti-participation metal, but yeah. right. everyone, everyone scores, everyone bats, everyone goes through it. It's about a, you know, 30, 45 minute thing. And, um, it's, it's an amazing deal. It's really cool to see him kind of flourish. And I think it'll be a, an amazing thing for your kiddo too, because it, it's just, it just works out well. It kind of teaches them what the whole team concepts about in addition to basketball and football and all that. So, um, I would tell you, enjoy it and soak it up because it's a, it's a blast to watch these kids go out there and do that. I think one thing that really got me when I became a parent or actually before I became a parent, like we found out Robbie was pregnant and, um, I remember it was a, uh, it was Trevor Knight, OU, like, he he was playing terrible one game. And it was when I still had Facebook. And, of course, everyone goes to Facebook, and they're just like, he's terrible, get him off the field, you know. And I go to Facebook, and this is when I realized I'm no longer a fan, I'm a dad. But I was like, you're talking about a 20-year-old kid who just is going to school for a scholarship. You guys should be ashamed of yourselves. And then I was like, oh, man, that's where I am now. Yeah. <laughs> like just a few years ago, I'd have been doing the same thing. So I know where you're at when you're talking about cheering for your kid, cheering for the other kids, and just like, you know, it just seeing all of them have fun and, uh, and just kind of enjoying it through their eyes. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And it's cool to see him really grasp it and, and want to be successful at it and find something that he does love and has a passion about. And, you know, obviously you want to try and foster that as a parent and find a way to get them to grow into that. But also at the same time, you know, you don't want to force them to do too much stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of funny because for us, we've, we've kind of discussed, is he going to play football? Because that was something I grew up playing was huge for me in my life. Huge. And I, over the last, I think really six months, I've decided, I don't think I'm going to let him do it. I don't think I'm going to let either one of my sons play because, yeah. you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I have issues with like CTE or anything like that. I just played high school football and I was terrible at it, but you know, I, I just don't know if it's worth it to, to have that kind of stuff go on with kids either. And that's something that um, has really kind of been weighing on me over the last couple of months and really what you've read about CTE and, mm-hmm. and what effect it has on the brain. I'm the same, I'm, I'm same way. Uh, my wife and I, we've already said, uh, and our son right now, I mean, he's, he's big. You've seen me. He's probably not going to be very tall or anything, but um, we've, we've decided that he, he won't, he won't play football. And if he gets mad at us, he gets mad at us, but it, it's mm-hmm. just, it's a different sport than of course. I mean, I'm older than a lot of people, but when I was younger, it wasn't six two guys running four four forties um, at two hundred and ninety pounds knocking people's heads off. It was you know everybody was smaller and not as yeah. fast. It's different now. It's like missiles hitting people. Yeah, it's it's like a car wreck every time. Yeah. It's you know fortunately for me, I, I get to see kind of up close and and how violent it really is. And I can't even begin to tell you how like you see it on TV and. You see what it's like, and you think, "Wow, that's a really athletic move. That's really impressive that this guy has this mm-hmm. much speed." You know, pick your pick your fun thing to say about a guy, but you know, being on the sidelines for a lot of games and seeing those guys up close, and you know, I walk up to Mason Rudolph, and 
I mean, he's a quarterback. And he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. But, like, his, his calf muscle is bigger than my head. And I'm like, you're a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And I think about some of these defensive linemen and linebackers I see. I'm like, you're running a 4-4? That's stupid. Yes. And you're killing people. I mean, it's crazy. And, I, again, this sounds like I'm giving football a bad rap. I absolutely adore the sport. It's my favorite sport on the face of the earth. I just don't know if I love – I let my family do that. I, I love yeah. my kids too much to – to, you know, put them through that type of stuff. And, and that's the thing that's crazy about it. But, you know, at the same time, it's just, it's an amazing sport. And I do love it. I'm, I'm guilty. You know, and you're right about Mason Rudolph's calves. I mean, his calves look like a snake swallowed a bag of ropes. <laughs> that's exactly right. I mean, they're, they're just huge. I'm like, you're a quarterback, man. Like, you're not supposed to be that big. It's, it's incredible. But the guy slings it like crazy around the, uh, around the yard and, it's funny because you see Baker Mayfield and you walk up to him and I'm like, I level with him. And yeah, not that yeah. he's not a big guy. I mean, he's in great shape. Don't get me wrong, but you're just, just the style of play with those two and, and how they'll translate to the next level is always a conversation that everyone likes to have about, you know, what they're going to develop into. And it's just crazy how some of these guys make it work. Russell Wilson's another one that's made it work mm-hmm. being undersized. Drew Brees. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, we know you don't have a lot of time, so we just want to get into a couple of things sports wise, but uh, Keith wants to talk to you a little bit about, the franchise, which I, before before we do that, I need to let everybody know, I've been on the franchise bandwagon since day one, and then <laughs> when they got Dylan, I was even more on the franchise bandwagon because the other station, I, I told Keith, I was done in 2007 because their format is just, hey, let's just talk about sports for 10 minutes, and then you all call in, and I can just tell you how stupid you are, and then we're going to hang up. <laughs> you guys, every show that you guys have it is so well produced, um, It just with every segment is something different. And I know you don't take a lot of calls. I, I mean, it, it's, it's very few and far between, which is great because the content is what people want to listen to when it comes to sports. And I think 107.7, the franchise is amazing with what every show does with their content. Yeah. We've had a blast doing it first and foremost. I mean, I, I was so fortunate that uh, I was able to, uh, to come on to the air there. They had me start filling in. I want to say two or three years ago, four years ago, something like that. And I would fill in sparingly, you know, join different shows on there. And uh, the people there from day one were absolutely incredible. And, you know, it, it is tough because it's a completely different format than I think most people and, and sports radio consumers in this market are used to. But, you know, for me and, and being there with Todd, what works for us is that we're completely different people. We have completely different viewpoints on a lot of things. And, you know, a lot of people that listen to our show say that, Todd is very a contrarian towards things that I say just to be like that. He doesn't really believe what he says, which is yeah. wrong. I mean, he absolutely believes everything he says. <laughs> and the thing about our show that's so crazy that I love is that, you know, we do produce it. We do have a rundown of stuff that we're going to talk about, but we also try and be really organic with our show and, and kind of let it take us where we're, where it just takes us. And I know it sounds like a weird statement, but Mm-hmm. We just kind of go on things and then we'll kind of play off each other. And wherever that goes, we kind of follow that bunny trail. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, we at the franchise have a, a big, we feel like a responsibility to listeners to try and provide them with what's going through our brains and, you know, not rip listeners. That's that's something I try not to yes. do because they're spending time with you, hanging out with you. Yeah. You know, I, I want it to be like, hey, we're in a bar having a beer and we can just talk about sports and that's cool. And we'll take some calls on like really massive events, but I yeah. try and make it a point every single show to let people know that they can be involved. If you have my number, text me. If you follow me on Twitter, you can tweet me and you can also send in any kind of a text line message to us, which I think is huge for us. And I try and, and get that stuff incorporated too. That way, A, you know, people can feel like they're a part of the show and B, 
it's it's a quick little deal to where hey we're not taking a phone call and it's not holding the show up we're not saying hey how you doing all that yeah. stuff i think it's it's a cool deal it's a fun process and uh, it's been nothing but amazing so far and I'm, I'm so thankful i have that in my life it's been so cool to have such a it's kind of a different world than tv because you can go so much more nuts and bolts on sports as opposed to you know you got two and a half minutes you got to get everything you want to get in in as fast as you possibly can possibly can and be as uh, generic as possible, which is, you know, it's tough, but different lives, but I love both of them. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, here's a funny story about how I learned that the fran- franchise even existed. So I was on my lunch break uh, one day and I was at the intersection of Northwest Expressway and Rockwell and I pull up behind, of all things, a Maserati. And so immediately <laughs> I start singing in my head, my Maserati does 185. And I'm like, you know what? If I change the channel right now to 107.7 KRXO, in the next 30 minutes, I will hear that song. It's a guarantee. <laughs> and so I change it to 107.7, and instead of hearing the best Joe Walsh song of all time, I hear really, really good sports talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love that. that. That's the way that you found out about it. It's, yep. it's funny. We actually... I had a lady come up to me. I want to say this about like three months ago, four months ago, something like that. And she was like, you know, I don't really love your station. And I'm like, well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that to us. You know, like first thing she says, that's how she started the conversation off. She goes, yeah, you guys took the classic rock station and moved in 104.5. And I'm like, well, yeah. you know where it's at. So <laughs> don't find it. You don't have to be mad about it. It's yeah. okay. But um, I think by all accounts, everything's still going well. But it's it's funny just because that you do find people that have a different way of finding out about stuff. That's pretty yeah. good. I'm glad you were <laughs> glad you were behind me in my Maserati. That's pretty cool. That's, no, that's I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally joking. Man, that's that, fran- that's so that franchise money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Total joke, I promise. Oh, awesome. Well, here's another thing I wanted to throw out at you really quick. Yeah, I'll get ready. Um, yeah. this, I, I do have a little bit of beef with you, Dylan, and I know, uh, we, I know we don't know each other, but I feel like I've listened to you enough that I know you, that I know you well. You, you don't know me from anyone but <laughs> here's here's the beef that i have with you on a on a fairly regular basis you will use the term the end all be all mm-hmm. when in fact the term is actually the be all end all really it is it's <laughs> it's from shakespeare and it's the be all end all and it's like every time i hear you say the end all be all i like i i pull over i pull my truck over and I'm, i roll my windows down i'm like no He's looking for your Maserati. <laughs> yeah. Now you know where to find me, though, Maserati. So. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, it's funny because it's one of those words or one of those sayings, like, I, I'm probably guilty of this, and I, I shouldn't admit this, but I will. You know, sometimes whenever you're in the midst of a three-hour show and you're talking a bunch, it, it's one of those things where, like, you have crutch words and things you say that you just kind of naturally go back to. And yeah. I've noticed myself doing that on a, on a couple of uh, different areas. I say, that's just me quite a bit. And I also say... Oh, there's a couple other things that I'll, I'll kind of cling to, but it's funny. No one's ever called me out on that. Yep. No one's ever said it's be all end all. It is be all end all. It, it, and guess what? I would have never called you out on it because I didn't know that. <laughs> it was <laughs> Keith. Like one day was like, "Hey, you know Dylan, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, I sure do. Went to school with him." And he said, hey, "Tell him, tell him it's the be all end all." And I was like, "I didn't even know that." So, so, so now we're now we're going to be looking for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny because every time I like say it, I guarantee you, I will mess that up again. And the second <laughs> I say it, I'm going to go, "Wait, that's not right." And I will correct myself on the air. I promise you, I will. It's going to happen. I know how I operate, and that is going to be something that totally takes place. 
Probably tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I'm listening all day. Well, real quick before we let you get out of here, uh, we want to run through some of uh, the sports since it's a sports spectacular. Um, kind of, you know, hit what some of these people were wanting to on our uh, Facebook and our uh, email account. Uh, the Sooners, new coach, uh, Heisman Trophy candidate. Um, what do you think about this season for the Sooners? You know, it's funny because usually you lose somebody like Bob Stoops, who was stupid successful and incredibly gifted with how he coached that that program and built that program back up. And, you know, usually I would say that's a, a killer. But, you know, he left the program in such a great state. I, I think there's not going to be a ton of drop-off. One thing that I've kind of clung to and, and honestly believe is that, you know, the question mark about Oklahoma is not going to be this next season because they have the entire staff intact Mm -hmm. minus Bob Stoops, which I do think there will be a little bit of a drop off and a little bit of change for these guys. But you know, you do have all the assistant coaches and they're the ones that are with those guys in their face constantly 24 seven, trying to get them better. And I think they're going to be an extremely talented team. And Baker Mayfield obviously is Baker Mayfield. And we've seen him, you know, do nothing but get better. I think the biggest thing for this team this year is not so much Lincoln Riley, but, you know, finding a way to start a little faster than what they have in years past. That, that's going to have to be huge yeah. for this team. And, you know, when they do that, if they can figure this thing out and somehow compete against Ohio State on the road, that one's going to be, you know, a really tough challenge, especially for a, a head coach going into a second game. But, you know, this team is has got plenty of skill guys that can make plays. It's just a matter of going out there and proving it and showing it out there on the field. Their offensive line, to me, is second to none. I mean, I think they have the best offensive line in the country and that's going to really mask. I think any, you know, issues that people have with receivers it's going to give them a little more time. Baker Mayfield, a little more time to, to find those guys in the secondary. It's going to open up more holes for, you know, whether it be Abdul Adams or Rodney Anderson or um, Kennedy Brooks. I mean, you name a guy back there. I think they're going to find a way to, to be successful because of how good that offensive line is. And I know there's question marks about the defense, but yeah. you know, if there's a team that I'm going to pick somebody that could, you know, throw their, season off and you know a wrench into their spokes if you will if that's the right terminology correct me if it isn't um <laughs> that is you got it you got um, it <laughs> i would say it's osu because of what they have coming back offensively well can you can you talk a little bit more about osu as well because we have a lot of listeners that are uh cowboys fans and we talked about mason rudolph a little bit earlier and how big those calves are uh talk a little <laughs> bit more about uh about those cowboys yeah, the Cavs are really impressive. Um, <laughs> um, OSU is obviously just extremely talented offensively. And, you know, one thing for me, the key with those guys has been Doshinson. And I know that's a weird name, and if the Cowboy fans don't know who that is just yet, I would say get familiar with him because he is the offensive coordinator that beat OSU in the Cotton Bowl, um, I want to oh, say okay. three or four years ago. And he's an OSU guy, and he's coaching that offensive line. And I know there's been a lot of just – you know, frustration with Cowboy fans to see that offensive line struggle as much as it has in years past. But he has got them, I think, on the right path. They've had different offensive line coaches that took a big step forward last season with how good they were up front. And I think they're only going to get better with him. And that's a name to me that, that really stands out. And of course, I'm, you know, picking on a subject that's not a widely known subject. I mean, obviously, you're going to look at that receiving core and go, holy cow, are they stacked? I mean, Tyron Johnson's supposed to be a guy that it's going to be a huge difference maker for this team. And I didn't even mention James Washington yet, Marcel Aitman. Uh, Chris Lacey, I mean, Jalen McCleskey, I go on and on. Dylan Stoner's another name, too. It's it's just ridiculous how stacked this receiving core is. And, you know, I think I had someone ask me, what team is better, OU or OSU? And for me, I, I kind of stick towards OU right now. I think these teams play twice this year. 
I think you'll see this, you know, Bedlam happen regular season. And I think both these teams will play for a Big 12 championship as long as they stay healthy. But the thing for me is, I think offensively, you kind of give an edge to Oklahoma State, but defensively, you got to kind of give an edge to OU because of who they have coming back and who's taking a step forward with that team. And that's something that's kind of been brought up to my attention a lot is, is you know, which team is better. And I think you see it too with the Big 12 and, and how what the conference is on. You look at how preseason everyone voted, 19 first place votes for OU, 12 for OSU. It's, it's yeah. a lot closer than people think it is. I, I have a feeling that whoever wins Bedlam loses the Big 12 championship. Yeah, it's yeah, I, I said weird. that from day one. Yeah. I think that's the case with this. The way these two teams are, are put together, you know, the only thing I would say is I want to see OSU much more aggressive than what they were in Bedlam last year because I thought they were a little, com- not complacent, but just not as aggressive as you'd like to see in a position of power like that because they could have won a Big 12 championship in Norman on a rainy day and they weren't able to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we want to welcome in our third uh, part of, of the of the Big Boy <laughs> Pants it. podcast. Uh, Josh Jackson has made it finally. He got back, and um, I think he has a question for you about the the Thunder. I do. Um, on Russell Westbrook, why do you think he's slow playing, signing his contract? Is there a strategy behind that? Man, that is a million dollar question right now. Actually, it's like the two hundred <laughs> yeah. million dollar yeah. question Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because Russell is a guy that just kind of beats to his own drum. And right. one thing that's fun that I've kind of gotten to see, you know, being around him as much as I have is he keeps the circle very, very tight. We're talking his mom, his dad, his brother, his agent, his wife, and his son. And it, it is, I mean, that is it. That is his circle. And he's got some friends and stuff from UCLA, obviously that are kind of still in there, but he keeps it really low key. And, you know, I can honestly say, I don't know what his holdup is. I would think if the Thunder were in a position to where, you know, there's something laid out there where it's like, does he want to play with Paul George long-term? You know, Oklahoma City's going to obviously side with Russell Westbrook being what he's done for this franchise and obviously how he's played over the years. So um, as to why he, he hasn't signed a contract, though, I don't know if it's just a, hey, I want to have options. Because I think in the NBA, a lot of guys don't necessarily have as many options as they would like. You look at most free agents, they're not necessarily coveted. Like, for example, Nick Collison this year, he had a few offers from some other teams. He probably was going to get more playing time. Are the teams as good as what Oklahoma City's, you know, expected to be? Probably not. And, you know, it's good to have options to where he, I mean, I'm telling you, he probably could have made more money somewhere else playing. And he would have gotten more minutes, exactly what he wanted to do. Russell Westbrook can, can dictate anything he wants. If Russell wants to go play in Milwaukee, which I'm not reporting that, but if he wants to, he <laughs> can go do guy. that. I mean, he has that option. And I think a lot of those guys, after talking to as many NBA guys that are in the game now and, that are out of the game now that I've talked to, it's, it's, it's tough for them because they are in a position to where ownership groups can ship them off as fast as they want to and send them somewhere they don't want to go. And that's a tough deal for those guys as much as, you know, we talk about how much money they make and how cool that is and what their job is and how amazing it is. It's a stress on the family. And so maybe he's waiting for an option. Maybe he's waiting just to see what this team has built of this year. And, and, you know, maybe he wants to pair up with Paul George somewhere. I mean, there's, it's fun to kind of speculate. I think the, the paranoia, though, is really rampant, obviously, because of the Kevin Durant situation in Oklahoma City. People don't want to go through that again, and that's, yeah. that's what's tough. But, you know, I, I can say this. From everybody I've talked to, when Russell Westbrook is in front of the media and he says, you know, I love it here, I want to be here, he's not lying. Yeah, you believe I, I can tell you that. I, yes, and, and from people that I've talked to that are close to him and, you know, kind of told me what his mindset is, he does love it here, and he is not kidding when he says that. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, a lot of people can take some comfort in my opinion that 
you're not going to see Russell Westbrook go to Golden State to, quote, try and find himself like Kevin Durant did. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, he's a little more mentally tough than Kevin is. That's just my opinion on the, on the matter, though. You're 100% right. I remember years ago before the, the fi- I mean, the year before Kevin's last thing, we were at a church activity with everybody sitting here, and I was asked, hey, do you think Kevin's going to stay here? And I said 100% he's gone. But I thought he would go to Boston. My whole thing was I think he's got something – in Boston to go to the East, I did not ever think it was going to be Golden State, which I thought that is the biggest cop out ever. But whatever, I mean, he earned <laughs> he, he earned the right to go, and you know he wants to keep it intact, and he took less money, so you can't hate a guy for just wanting to win championships and play with his buddies, I guess. Yeah, he's never lied about that. I, I, I've interviewed him a million times, and you know, one thing that he would always kind of go back to is he wants to win championships, and that's that's what he did. And I, you know, he would do it at all costs to get it. And honestly, it's weird to say, but he's a perfect fit there. I yeah. mean, you look at the way he structured with that, that team and the way they moved the ball and the way he um, not only played offensively, but defensively took a huge step forward last season, um, especially in the post. I thought he was really great in the post last year, but um, to watch that, you know, that's, that's where his brain was. And, you know, there are bigger opportunities for him to make more money out there. Maybe it's a rock nation thing. Maybe he really did want to go out there and find himself mm-hmm. in a different you know situation in a different lifestyle because definitely different out there than what it is here and he's found it and I think he's happy and I think he's at peace with his decision and you know again I have nothing bad to say about Kevin Durant because he was great to me there were times where I asked stupid questions he could have roasted me and he never did it and you know I respect somebody like that that you know it's cool especially for somebody who comes into Oklahoma City for the first time as a journalist and you know you're just enamored with this guy and you're just like wow you're supposed to be one of the best players in the world not just you know the NBA but the world and you know, it, it, he was always really good to me. So it was tough to see him go. I felt, you know, I didn't feel so bad for Thunder, like the Thunder in general. I felt bad for the city yeah. because of how much he, he meant to everybody here. That was that was uh, what really kind of struck me about the whole thing. But it is funny to hear you say you thought he was gone because I, I will completely tell you, I thought he was staying. I thought he was <laughs> staying for sure. I, and and I, I, I didn't have anything to back that. I just had this feeling that if, that as it was getting closer, it, he seemed distant. And, and I and I, it, I, I I never talked to the guy. I didn't know anybody. I just I would watch him on the court, and it was different that year than any of the other years. And my wife and I, we had season tickets. We saw every game, and I just thought I told her when we we came home from a game, I'm like, he's not staying. I, I've just got this feeling, and but I, like I said, I thought he was going to uh, go, going to Boston, but you know. Hey, so Dylan, I got something else for you here, just because we've yeah. had you, we've had you for almost thirty minutes, yeah. and <laughs> and we, you are so, uh, you know, we're so grateful for that time. It's been a true honor to speak with you. I seriously do listen to you every day, and I, I really do think you're you're awesome. But my question has something to do with your show with Todd. Um, last year, it was maybe ten games into the Thunder's season, and you made a bet with Todd that uh, Westbrook would average a triple double for the season. And he was mm-hmm. like, no, no way. But you, you made that bet. And obviously you won that bet. Did you ever collect? You know, I haven't because I actually still owe him on a bet, too. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the bad thing. You know, I think it was a simple Starbucks bet, actually. So I might have collected on it. But okay. um, if I didn't, I will tell you this. Because we make a lot of stupid bets. Just like they, he, He's really good about baiting me into doing it yeah. on the air. Because I don't want to back down and I'm kind of stubborn like that. But anyway, um, I lost last year in our pick and I have a bet that I still have to pay over to him, which is he's going to take me to Desmond Mason studio and they're going to paint me. And I don't know if they're going to take pictures of it or 
what the plan is, but we're supposed to auction something off and help charity in the process. And so I haven't found the time to get there. It's not me trying to dodge it because I'll do it. I don't care. I mean, yeah. whatever. But, um, you know, I, I just, yeah, I haven't paid up on that one yet. And that's been the real issue. Oh, yeah, but wow. I need to be better about it. And once that happens, I'll, you know, obviously hit him pretty hard on certain stuff as we go forward. But, you know, for me, I thought Russell, it's the way he played when Kevin was hurt. You could see that kind of coming out of him. Yeah. You know, the way he yeah. was going to kind of take charge of the team and, um, you know, the thing for me was the assist. I didn't think he could get the assist. That's what made me nervous about his his chance to get it done. But he did. I mean, he was incredible last year. It was just amazing yeah. to see. I'm glad people in the city got to experience something so historic like that. Yeah. It was All awesome. right. I got one more question for you. Um, yeah. Men's slow pitch softball. When do we get a segment? On the news. <laughs> when do we get a segment? Are we, <laughs> yeah. are we talking like World Cup of softball? No, 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 no. Like no. On a Tuesday yeah. night beer league type. Deal? We're talking, yeah. No, no, we're no, talking church league. Church league, league. Church church league. Tuesday night. <laughs> uh, I, if we can get, hey, if you can somehow, you know, find a way to get to Channel Four and say, hey, these guys need ten minutes for sports, and they need about sixteen more people to work in that department. <laughs> I will get you. I will get you your softball segment, and I will All guarantee right. you that we'll get you on the air. Sounds like a plan. All, All right. right. And uh, <laughs> Keith, you wanted to. Uh, this will be the last thing, Keith. You wanted to say something uh, about Dylan. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Dylan. So my um, my mom's cousin is the lovely Gina, who was uh, married to, to Bob Barry awesome. Jr. And I, I met Bob Barry Jr. a handful of times at family reunions. And I just wanted to tell you that when he passed, the way you handled that whole situation, um, I just really admire you for that. I thought that was awesome when you. The first night, you know, after it happened, you, and you you did the news that night, and just the way you handled the whole situation, you know, I was listening and watching, and I, I really appreciated that. Thank you. That means the world to me. Um, you know, it was obviously so unexpected, and when it happened was just, I, I still honestly can't wrap my head around it. It's kind of strange because, you know, we all we all that work here still kind of feel like he's going to come back into work. and. Sure. Um, that's been so crazy, but you know, for, for me and for him, like our relationship was so, so close and, you know, I owe him my career. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be in Oklahoma city. That's, I mean, that's the, uh, be all end all, if you will, about my career. So, (laughs) um, but no, I mean, you know, when it happened, um, initially that night, it was kind of obviously really upsetting and we had Adam Snyder do the six o'clock show and I just, I couldn't do it. And, I don't know what happened, but I, I just kind of thought that he would want me to do that. And, you know, I, it was a, the toughest thing I've ever done. And, you know, they, there's nothing they can do. And, and Kerry can attest to this going to UCO with me and being in the broadcasting department. It just, you don't ever get taught how to go through that or how to handle it. And, you know, you just kind of go out there and hope for the best. And, you know, honestly, to this day, I still haven't seen it. I, I have the air check saved. I don't want to watch it because, you know, it just brings back so many bad memories. But, I don't know how it looked. I don't know how it turned out. I, I remember doing it and I just, you know, I, I walked out there and I said a prayer and I said, be with me on this. I just kind of tried to talk to him and I said, just help me get through this. And, you know, then we'll try and take it one day at a time. And, you know, that's kind of what we've been ever, what we tried to do at channel four since then is, is one day at a time. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that he helped me out with personally. And that's been tough too, is not having for that stuff. And, you know, you go to your wife and you just say, Hey, what would he say about this? What would he say about this? What would he say about this? Or you talk to his family. And I got really close with his brother after he passed, which I hadn't met him before, but his brother was absolutely just pivotal in helping me uh, cope and helping me get through things, which sounds terrible because that's his brother, you know, yeah. and he's the one that's completely destroyed because he's lost somebody he, he grew up with. And, you know, that family to me is just absolutely, 
outstanding and, and so strong because, you know, most people would shut it down, but they opened their doors. Uh, you know, I, I was there the next day at their house just with them and reminiscing and, and crying and laughing. And it's crazy because they're just an amazing set of people. So yeah. I appreciate you saying that stuff about him, about him and, and me. And, you know, I just miss him like crazy. That's all I know. I can tell you this uh, from going to school with you. I, I remember um, when we'd watch you do the the sports cast and everything. Uh, you were something special. Like, it, it's it's kind of like we'd watch other people in there and like, yeah, that person, they're okay. But I mean, we knew Dylan was going to do something. And uh, that night, you, you did great, and uh, you know, you proved all of us right that when we're just sitting back there producing or or watching and, and just at UCO, we knew there was something special and you did a great job. And, uh, you know, I know everybody that watches, uh, KFOR and listens to you on the franchise. Uh, they think you do a great job and, and you do. Well, thank you. That means the world. And I, I mean, I like, I honestly don't, this sounds weird, but like, I don't, I, I like, I appreciate the, the, the kind sentiments you guys are saying and stuff, but it's like, I feel like I'm just like you guys. I feel like we're just people enjoying sports, just chatting about it. You know what I mean? And and I really do appreciate that. That means the world to me. It's it's cool to hear that kind of stuff. And I, and I'm I don't you know just kind of flattered by it. I don't really know what to say. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you know you're <laughs> you good. know you're good. Hey, we appreciate it, man. Uh, we kept you way longer than you probably oh, no, needed to be, and uh, we can't uh, thank you enough. So uh, hope to, hopefully we'll have you on again, and we can do a whole thing just uh, talking about. Uh, about being a dad and, uh, you know, in this culture and maybe just about your background and everything with, uh, how you make it manage with, uh, with work and everything. So, Hey, that's fine with me. I appreciate you guys thinking I'm worth uh, a flip that you can talk to about this. Kind of stuff. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was a blast to be on with you guys. And I hope you guys absolutely continue to kill it out there in the game because I know it's, you know, everyone's kind of got a podcast now and it's fun to kind of try and see where people can go and kind of carve out where they're going with their podcast. And so I wish you guys nothing but success. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, we'll, we'll have you on more and then we'll, our writings will just go through the roof. Plummet. The subscribers. They will plummet. Yes, you're right. <laughs> no, shut up. All right, Dylan, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. See you, buddy. All right, welcome back to the Big Boy Pants Podcast. Um, as you guys know, Kerry Shuck is the voice of the Mustang Broncos here in Mustang, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, point it out, man. Um, we're going to give you a little taste of what you're going to hear when you come out to a Mustang Bronco football game. That's what we're going to do right here, right now. Now, a lot of people know I'm just I'm the PA voice, um, but we wanted to give you all a, a dose of what it'd be like if we've got Keith Heron on the field and Josh Jackson, also a sideline reporter, to give us that action. So we're just gonna we're gonna pick it up right now. We're in the third quarter. Um, oh, listen! Oh, there you go. You can hear that crowd. It has been an intense night, guys. It is a hundred and nine to zero. Mustang ahead of UConn. I, I I didn't think we'd see anything like this. Let's go down to to Keith real quick on the sidelines. Keith, one hundred nine to zero. What do you think? Oh man, this crowd is electric, Kerry. And let me just tell you, th this this Broncos team is showboating right now. I mean, you've never seen such showboating, dabbing left and right, all kinds of dances that I don't even know the names of. I mean, this is crazy, and this crowd could not be more excited. Back to you, Kerry. Hey, appreciate it, Keith. You know, I. I I've seen some of the dances down there and everything, and it, it is like they are showboating. Now, now, Josh, can you confirm they, not all the players are playing, they've actually pulled a couple of seventh graders from the crowd, and now they are taking on 
UConn, and they're the ones that scored that last touchdown. It was a seventh grader. His name is James Thompson, little white guy from uh, <laughs> from, I from don't know Mustang, where. Mustang North Middle School. He <laughs> this is his first time to ever play football. He's never played football before in his life. Um, he became a manager this year, but they got him on the field right now. Um, the coach is kind of trying to tell him which way to go. I think he he wanted to run the wrong direction. But I can't see it from here very well. What do you got up there in the booth, Kerry? Well, I, I'm telling you, he did start off uh, going the wrong way, but he, he's quick. He and uh, obviously he's a good player, even with uh, no experience or anything, because he is he has got himself another touchdown. And now we have a touchdown, Broncos. We are now at 115 to zero with the extra point yet to come but who knows they might go for two Keith what, what are you seeing down there it looks like they I think they are going to go for two I mean I've never seen this kind of a formation before in my life you know albeit this is my first time to ever be standing on the sidelines calling any kind of a football game so I don't have a lot of knowledge about the sport but man I've never seen just seven guys all hugging on the field there and <laughs> and and one guy doing something man this is a, this is a crazy sight but everybody's still as hype as can be. And, hey, make sure that you stop by that concession stand. Get yourself some of that kettle corn. It's going to go to a good cause. It's going to support those night Riders. So make sure you stop by. The real hero is that kettle corn. Back to you, Kerry. He is definitely right. It is a hero of the night, the kettle corn. And you're right. There are seven people on the field. And the quarterback has started. He is at the 50-yard line. And, oh. There's a snap. That's a long snap. I've never seen a 50-yard snap. And, oh, he just throws it to the end zone. And guess what? Two-point conversion in the corner of the end zone. We are now at 117-0. I haven't seen anything like this before in all my years unless it was a game of Madden, me playing my nephews or something like that. I, I was very good back in the day. Josh, you got anything down there? What are the coaches saying right now? I believe that's a, that's a cheerleader that caught that pass right there. That's um, a cheerleader. That's a cheerleader. I can see her skirt hanging out of her pads there. Um, I, I, I think they're trying to give the team and the other team another chance, but, uh, it seems to not be working. I think, I think they're just going to pull out all the stops here and, uh, do what they can to, to help the other team out, but it's just not working. That's crazy. I mean, they pulled an icebox from little giants. <laughs> yeah, they did. Wow. So, uh, right now, 117 to zero. We're in the, we're just wrapping up the third quarter. We want to appreciate you guys for listening to us here on the big boy pants podcast network for the mustang broncos and uh keith let's go go down to you for one more time like just josh said that we had a cheerleader catch the ball in the end zone 117-0 what do you see i'm hey i don't have time to talk guys they're giving me a jersey right now i'm about to get in there and play really quick so um we're gonna see if i can get on some defense here maybe uh maybe recover a ball score some more points for these broncos man if there's one thing that tonight has has taught me it is that the yukon millers are really Really bad. I'm going to get in there really quick, and we'll be back to you. <laughs> All right, Keith. That was great. Uh you know, it's very exciting to see to see you back on the field after all these years. I'm glad they gave you a chance. And well, guys, we're, I'll, I'll go ahead and give you the uh, play the play by play right here from your dial from the uh, left to the right. Mustang setting up in their defense. Looks like a nickel, and uh, they've got Keith Heron in the middle. Uh, there's the snap. UConn Miller's quarterback goes back for, and K K Keith Heron just broke through like Rudy and takes him down. And he just picked up a fumble, and he is rumbling, bumbling, stumbling to the end zone. Touchdown, Keith Heron, Mustang Bronco. Touchdown. I'm going to go ahead and send it down to Josh because it looks like he's already got a mic in Keith's face. Josh, what do you got? Oh, I'm down here on the field with Keith Heron. He's uh, he's sucking air right now. He uh, <laughs> he uh, what do you got for it? What 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 what? what? 
What do you got for us? <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? Hey, we got the ambulance coming over here right now. He's going to oh. help Keith off the field. Ooh. We're going to try and get him some oxygen so we can get a little sideline report from him. Um, I, I, that, that is by far the best defensive move that has ever been made on this field. I, I, I've never seen somebody be so winded for four yards, but I mean, it, it, it was uh, it, it was fun to see. It, it, it looked like an NFL type play. All right, they got him loading. They're loading him up in the ambulance right now. They're going to try and get him some oxygen, get him some, uh, get him some fluids running. He he gave it all he had. How's he doing with that helmet down there? I know he had some trouble getting it snapped um, on. Are they able to get well, him off? Well, right now it's sideways. He's looking out the ear hole. Um, they're going to get the saw out. They're going to try and get it off. He's trying to get out of the ambulance right now, but he can't see. Um, that ear hole is just, he's got one eye kind of coming through it. Uh, if they can get it twisted around, that might be better. But right now they're talking about getting it cut off. They're calling the Mustang Fire Department in and, uh, We'll just see what happens from there. Man, what a great touchdown. And I know that he's never going to live that down when he uh, gets back to the Big Boy Pants oh, podcast. Whoa, whoa, wait, what? wait, wait. He just got out of the ambulance. He's out of the ambulance. He just slammed into the goalpost. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he cel- I don't know if he's celebrating or he doesn't know where he's at, but right now he's he's in the end zone doing get, a dance. Get a mic in his face, Josh. Get I'm a mic try- in his face. I'm trying, but uh, right now it's, it, it, his ears in – in the face mask right now. I can't, I can't get the helmet turned around. Hey, Keith, why don't you get that unbuckled so we can take that thing off of you? Oh, I, I pity the fool. I pity the fool who wants to mess with me, baby. I pity the fool who wants to mess with me tonight, baby. Woo! Oh, yeah, he's definitely not where he needs to be. So we're going to try and get him back in that ambulance. We appreciate you guys listening to us. That was a little bit of a Dusty Rhodes Ric Flair. <laughs> he, uh, he obviously took a, a, a hard hit, not, not hit by anyone. He dove, <laughs> he did a flip into the end zone. Um, obviously knocked him out a little bit of CTE, but uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here from the uh, from Mustang. The right now the score wrapping up the third quarter is one twenty four to zero. Mustang ahead of the Yukon Millers, guys. For Josh Jackson and Keith Heron, have a great night, and we'll see you soon. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Big Boy Pants Podcast. Right now, special guest on the phone, Chris Tobler, the Mustang Athletics. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the Mustang Broncos season of football. And I know tonight he had a big, uh, the uh, Mustang Lady Broncos had a big softball game. Uh, Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, we appreciate it. Hey, give us a give us a quick uh, rundown on that uh, softball game tonight. Well, uh, the Mustang Lady Broncos had opening day. Tonight, they defeated the Norman Lady Tigers 4-2, to uh, so they're 1-0 and on the season, which is always a good thing, and they travel to Southmore tomorrow. Southmore is a defending 6A state champion. They graduated a lot of uh, talented seniors, but they're always tough, so tomorrow at Southmore will be a tough game for uh, our softball team. My brother always told me you can't win them all if you don't win the first one. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> it really does. Um, so, so you know, football season's uh, is right around the corner. I've these guys here. Uh, they're they're so excited for the season. Uh, they always are. They always have season tickets, but even more so because I, you know, I'll be helping out with the uh, Mustang Athletics and doing the. Uh, you will PA. be the voice of the Broncos all five home games. Everyone can hear your smooth, deep, <laughs> professional voice across the entire stadium. I just got chills. 
<laughs> well, I appreciate it. Like, I've told Chris this a thousand times. I'm like, this could, we, we could get to week one and I could be fired. Like, <laughs> in, no. in the first minute. So, no, you're locked in and you will also be hosting the Jeremy Dombeck uh, coaches show. Uh, which we'll have each week during football season, and we're, we're really excited to have you for that, Kerry. Oh, I, hey, I appreciate it. He's going to do a great job I, for you guys. I've been so excited about this ever since uh, it came out. We we did uh, talk a few weeks ago about the situation of, of how I became uh, – affiliated with you guys the voice of the broncos and everything and it was such a it, it, it was such a crazy thing because i've known chris forever you know and haven't talked in so long and then just to see the number on my phone like oh who's this you know is it somebody looking for a house and then it it's a you know a message from chris and he's i you know i went in for the interview the next day uh got it and uh i mean i i've just i i've been counting the days getting ready for it well we're excited too and Expectations are very high for the Broncos this year. Coach Jeremy Dombeck returns for his fifth season. He's gone to the playoffs every year. He's won a playoff game two of the four years. But I truly believe this will be his most talented team. Mm-hmm. Um, we return one of the top running backs in the state and Carlos Thomas. We have one of the most highly recruited offensive linemen in the state and Drew Roscoe. Um, and expectations, like I said, are very high. But with that, I think this is the strongest our district has been since Coach Dombeck uh, has been here. Tulsa Union mm-hmm. is always good. Um, Norman North graduated. Uh, some talent, but they're going to be good. Southmore is always talented. Moore is improving. Uh, my Spyro brother, Bill Blankenship, <laughs> uh, has taken the helm at Owasso. And he's coming off a uh, 7A state championship in the state of Arkansas at Fayetteville. Of course, he won a lot of games at the University of Tulsa. This is a stacked district, I think, much stronger than the other side of 6A1, where you have Jinx and Broken Arrow um, and UConn, of course. I, I truly believe our side of the state and uh, in, in our district is, is the strongest. It definitely sounds like and, it, and it, it's going uh, to be a good season just all around. Go ahead, Josh. And not to take any credit on Carlos Thompson, but uh, I did coach him at a church camp last year. So. Well, I'm sure he learned everything <laughs> he knows. I'm going to take all the credit, and I, actually. I appreciate you getting him ready. Uh, you know, for football season because he looks fantastic. He's put on some weight uh, in terms of muscle mass. Uh, he seems faster. He seems fully healthy. And everybody knows he's going to be our feature back. But Braden Garrett can also throw the ball around uh, at quarterback and we'll have an explosive offense. Our defense will be improved. Uh, you know, there's a good feeling in the air around the program. But like I said, the district is also as strong as it's ever been. So it's just a gauntlet, you know, starting September 1st with uh, with the team that I shall not name. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll uh, be there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be there, and uh, it's going to be fun. Hey, if anybody's looking to get season tickets, I, I get hit up from my text messages almost every day, daily. And I know I've had to ask you a couple of times, but uh, if somebody's looking for tickets uh, to get season tickets for the game or just uh, first home game and everything, could you uh, could you let everybody know about that? Sure. Just go to mustangbroncos.org and you'll find uh, season ticket information. You can also follow our Twitter, MHS Broncos Sports. At MHS Broncos Sports, we provide information every day about season tickets. They are selling really well. 
uh, and that goes with the excitement uh, around the program right now. But MustangBroncos.org, you'll find information on how to buy season tickets. And, of course, we want the stands packed all five home games. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll do our best. I'm, I'm going to do my best up in the booth to get everybody uh, – riled up and uh <laughs> so they're ready to go and everything and I, this is going to be logan's first uh football game that he's going to go to uh robbie uh and logan are going to be at uh every home game and then uh probably every playoff game all the way through the state championship win let's do so. it yep let's we uh it. we hope to be hosting a home playoff game uh in week 11 and uh terry i just think it's a blessing that we've reconnected I uh, just feel honored that you're a part of the, the Bronco program now, and uh, it's going to be an exciting year. Oh, man, I I can't even thank you guys enough for uh, just, you know, giving me the opportunity. And we're, we're all excited, and uh, we're ready to, to get out there and uh, and watch them, watch them do really well on the field. You are a Poto Pirate, but I still love you. I, <laughs> I know, know, that. I know. They, they didn't know this, but he, he was a Spyro Bulldog, and we uh, – that was that was the rivalry. Poto oh, okay. and Spyro played their first game. So that was the, the Mustang Yukon of it, the east side of the state. It, it really was. And and Spyro had some really good players. Yeah, I mean, Chris Massey, um, Brian yeah. Steele. Um, I can't even think of Dauphier's last name, but, man, Dauphier. Abdullah. Yeah. Abdullah, yeah. Dude, that guy could play basketball, and uh, we played on AAU together. So, um, But, yeah, there were some studs that came out of Spyro. And, and Chris well, Tobler. Yeah. So, there you go. <laughs> You're too kind. Guys, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited about all of our sports, cross-country, volleyball, softball, football. Buy some football season tickets. Come support the Broncos in every sport, every venue. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks a lot, Chris. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. That's a sports movie. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed uh, the Sports Spectacular. And to cap off this wonderful show, uh, we are going to go around the horn here, and we're going to give you a top five list. This is our top five fictional sports characters. So we're going to start with Josh Jackson to my right. We're going to go around the horn. We're going to give our top five fictional sports characters. Let's do it, fellas. Okay, we're going we're gonna to start off with our number five, or we're going to go all five? Um, start off with number five, and we'll go around the horn. My number five is going to be Icebox from the Little Giants. Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody if you're knows. over the age of 25, you better know who the Icebox I'll, is. I'll tell you who knows. Spike knows. <laughs> oh, Spike. He found out. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I like the kid. I like the kid on Little Giants that had the glasses. Yeah, that, that, when he ate the Alka Seltzer, put the cup on his face. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Kid. That, that kid. kid. <laughs> What's that kid's name? He should be on my list. <laughs> What is that kid's name? Oh. I can't think of the only other person I can think of. Freckles. His name is Freckles. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check it. It is. It's not fake. It's it's Freckles. Is the is Devin Sawa, which was like junior. Oh, dude. Ju- yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, I, I remember I remember him in that movie, and I remember like girls in my school were like, oh, yeah, "Junior dude. from Little Giants." <laughs> I remember I remember Ca- Casper when Casper yes! came out, and Devin Sawa was in Casper, and it yeah. was like, "Oh, Devin Sawa," I, and they'd, they'd get their Tiger Beat magazines, you know, <laughs> with Devin Sawa. And and because of that, when uh, Final Destination came out and his death scene, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll "Take it, Devin." 
All right, that's a good ice box from Little Giants. That's good. I'll go with my number five. I'm going to go number five, Randy the Ram Robinson from the movie The Wrestler. (laughs) 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 Which, if you guys haven't seen The Wrestler, it's probably not the most uh, family-friendly movie. No, don't watch it. Josh can attest to this. Yeah, I had an uncle rent it one night, and he was like, oh, we're going to watch a movie. And so we all go over to their house. His 16-year-old son has his girlfriend over for the first time to watch a movie and you know we're we're all just sitting there and it is a terrible movie. No, it's a great I mean, movie. It's, it's eh, a great movie, but it's got know, some it's I don't got know some that it's a great movie at all. It's got some bad scenes. It's got some real bad scenes <laughs> that make it real awkward for a 16-year-old girl sitting there with his boyfriend's <laughs> parents. Yeah. So it, you're definitely right. Robbie hates it. And I remember yeah. it had a ton of Oscar buzz. I mean, and that was kind of why we we rented it. I was like, I mean, this is yeah. up for Oscars and everything. And then the first like scene, like you talk about, when it's uncomfortable, yeah, I was like, what do? <laughs> yeah, What's going Mickey on here? Rourke. He is, he looks terrible. Mickey, Awful. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Awful. Terrible. I mean, he kind of looks like what your floors look like right when you drop a mop on them, <laughs> and then like right before you go ahead and do the wipe. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why? This guy wasn't like a bad looking dude, no. and he became a boxer. Now he's a train wreck. Yeah, this this is why I like it so much. I like the scenes where they're when he's wrestling and it shows him backstage getting ready with all the yeah. other wrestlers, and then they're talking about how's the match going to go. And, of course, and, yeah. and one of them's like, you know, he's putting the razor blade in his wristband. Like, I like that part of it. I I, I would I obviously fast forwarded through all of the bad well, of parts. I mean, you, obviously, you know what it's called when you uh, let the other person slit you. What you're what you're trying to get? Huh. Um, um, I do. I, I it's. What? Taking liberties, giving giving you color. Giving you color. That's what it is. Giving you color. Like when you're in the match and you say, I need a little bit of color. That means cut I your mean, forehead open. Cut your forehead open. A <laughs> little bit of blood. Yeah. Really? A lot of blood, yeah. really, from the yeah. that, That's the thing with, um, I mean, uh, it's sports spectacular, but the uh, big match between Bret Hart and uh, Steve Austin when they had the double turn, like he was the heel and, yeah. and Hitman was the face, and then as the match changed, that was the first time Austin had been busted open. Well, slid open. And before the match, Vince McMahon said, no blood. There's no blood in this match. Hitman gets Steve, and he said, you know what? I think that this if we get color on you. And he said, I've never done it before. He's like, don't worry, I'll do it. So in the middle of the match, they get down. He slits him. And if you remember that iconic, like he's in the sharpshooter, and that blood's dripping down his face, and everybody in the crowd just turns on Brett. And they're like, this guy won't quit. And that was the, that, that was the evolution of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Really? Yep. Sports spectacular. Now, now Mick, spectacular. Mick Foley. That dude was. <laughs> that dude has bled for his sports yes. right there. Yeah. I mean, he just got another new hip. Yeah, I mean, if you, if I mean, you only got like what two? Yeah. And, and, you, and when one's bad, and they're like, hey, guess what? In five years, Golly. we'll need another one. Yep. So All right, Kerry Shuck, what's your my number, number five? My number five is Roy Tin Cup McAvoy. Nice from Tin Cup. I mean that movie. That gives if you're a golfer, anytime you've gone golfing, and I I know that Keith, you're not you don't play as much as us, but you can get out there and you can quote anything from Tin yeah. Cup because how that movie is let, let the big, the big dog, dog eat let yep. the big dog eat is I bet that's used more than any other any. term yeah on a golf course ever. And when you're wanting to like snap your clubs and you only keep the seven iron, but like my favorite <laughs> is when uh, Cheech hands him the uh, 
the putter, like, what do you think about the putter? And he's like, oh, yeah, there is old Mr. Three Wiggle. <laughs> 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 Snaps that enough. Uh, what do you think my best shot was on 12? Uh, you think it was that 7-iron on 12? <laughs> mm, I think it was 7-iron on 14. <laughs> but what about that 7-iron on 18? <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, Roy Tincup McAvoy, uh, stay with me for four. Yeah, yeah. All right, now number four, and we've all talked about this. I'm a big fan of villains. I think that they have the best character. Okay. So my number four is Bud Kilmer from Varsity Blues. I mean, and that's uh, that's uh, John Voight. John Voight, yeah, the the father of Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Um, any guy that's so crazy that he attacks a football <laughs> player and tries to choke him to death, and then turns around and says, "All right, come on, boys, let's get out there, boys, come on, boys, let's go win this one." That that's a great character yeah. and a But again, job. not another movie we're going to promote. Oh, no, no, yeah, no. Uh, if, and now if it comes but, on TBS, yeah, oh yeah, sure, yeah. sure. The edited version. But I'm telling version. you that his acting in that was brilliant. Yeah, I mean he, I he nailed it. He did. I, I always think about, and we've talked about before the, uh, the cafe incident where they're talking about what the players did the night before, and he's just sitting there like reading his paper. Yeah, my boy's too much for you to handle. Oh no, 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 coach, no, coach, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, I wish we lived in a town like that. Poto, they exist. That, oh, I know they, they exist. exist. Uh, All right, so number four for me, I'm gonna go with Mighty Ducks two, mm-hmm. the Bash Brothers. Perfect. You guys like it? Oh, gonna, I'm gonna take both of them. Yeah. Of I was thinking about um, I was thinking about Keenan Thompson with the knuckle puck, uh-huh, but I, I I went with the Bash Brothers because you have. I mean, to. they had the they had the the arm bump thing that they did. I used to think that was so cool. Oh, they were great. They, or, yeah. When they break stuff in the locker room together. Yeah. After getting kicked out. I, the, I, it's a that's a great movie, and they got Benny the Jet Rodriguez on skates. Yeah. I mean, so Mighty Ducks two, I He's a to me is doser. better is better than Mighty Ducks one. I agree. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I mean, it seemed like a better story. And the part with the knuckle puck when they got him in the goal. Yeah. I mean, they huddled for four seconds. <laughs> How, come on, you can't get all the pads on him. I know that. It, I, I mean, come on. But I mean, it's still awesome when they he just gets out to you know the mid ice, like, takes off his helmet. Like the, the, the thing that's so cool about Mighty Ducks 2, because it's the Olympics, right? Yeah, well, yeah. So, well, yeah, the Junior Olympics. Junior Olympics. Yeah. So, but it's like a, it's like they're assembling like this superhero team. Oh, it's, it's like the Avengers. It's like, yeah, you're getting all of these players from like all these different places. Oh, it's just a great movie. And that's definitely is. a family the, movie, right the there. Cowboy, yeah. The yeah, cowboy. The cowboy just, yeah, the cowboy just goes and grabs a lasso. Or the girls? Oh yeah, yeah. The the girls that are the goalies. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, the girl goalie and then the other player. Yeah, it's it's a great it's great. The great the Bash Brothers were awesome, especially when they get physical at the end, start hitting the. I guess it's the Russians, right? I mean, I can't. Why would it not be? Yeah, it's got to be the Russians. It's not it's, Iceland. Oh, it Iceland. is Iceland. Iceland. You you got it. I mean, yeah. So it wasn't the Russians. Sorry, Russia. <laughs> I know you're listening. Sorry this time, Russia. <laughs> yeah. All right, my number four is going to be Bobby Boucher, Jr. Right. From the Water Boy. I like it. The booze ball. The booze ball. Mama, mama was saying the alligators is mean because they don't have no undo love like I Guess what? Mama's wrong again. No, mama, mama was no Colonel Sanders. No Colonel Sanders. You're wrong. There's something wrong with that boy from do love like Oh, what a oh, all right. What a great movie. All right, I'm gonna go with my number three here. Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. Drago. 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 He'll he'll say it. Drago. He is the Russian. No, if you don't say it right, he will break you. I will break you. If he dies, he dies. How how about the uh, 
anytime in those in those Rocky movies, you gotta have a movie montage. And when like when hearts on fire strong and like it's it's Rocky running up a mountain with a log on his back yeah, and then he goes to the Russian and he's just getting steroids yeah, he's from getting like <laughs> green steroids. Yeah. Got all these machines hooked yeah. to him. Got like oh, a breathing that, apparatus. And I mean he's that getting, is like, the green juice. specimen of a human being. Oh yeah. You won't find a better shaped human being than that guy. You, wow. Do you know that did, right. did you know that he is a genius? Like um uh, really high intelligence IQ. Really? Oh yeah, he's super that. smart. Yeah, so good. He's all got I know all. about him is a character. Yeah, yeah. So, he's all right, Keith. What's Ivan your Drago? What? I like it. All right, I will go with my number three. Um, my number three is actually related to the Water Boy in a sense because it has to do with uh, Paul White, or as you might know him, the Big Show from WWE Superstardom. Mm-hmm. He played a wrestler. In the water boy called <laughs> Captain Insano. <laughs> <laughs> and so my number three is Captain Insano from The Water Boy. I just, I, he's got maybe 30 seconds in the movie, but I, w- I remember when I saw The Water Boy, and I remember how much of a wrestling fan I was, and to see Paul White in that movie, and just, it just made that movie that much better for me because he just laughs at him. He's like, what was he asking? He's like, how old are you, little boy? He's how old he was. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm 31 years old. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they just start laughing at him. And what he says in the background, I won't repeat it. Yeah. But, oh, and it's just so good. And then him just dying of laughing. Yeah. Yeah. So Captain Insano for me, number three. Go ahead, Carrie. Number three for me is a movie that is near and dear to my heart and near and dear to any person that has taken one hand, put it on a table, grasped another person's hand, and fought in the art of arm wrestling. It's Lincoln Hawk. Sylvester Stallone over the top, Lincoln Hawk, with with what I think is the coolest name ever <laughs> yeah. for anyone in any movie ever. It's like he got there and they were like, "Here's your here's your script," and he's like, "Lincoln Hawk, I'm in." <laughs> you you're not gonna tell me a person that has not arm wrestled that hasn't tried the over the top where they do the you fingers, the, yeah. yes, where he just rolls it over, <laughs> yeah. and, and if they're wearing a ball cap, they turn it back. Yeah, oh. exactly. So yeah. I will guarantee you, there hadn't been a man alive. That hasn't tried the over. Then you gotta like shape your lips in that weird <laughs> way too. <laughs> and if you uh, now that's a movie that any anybody can see. It's a very very good family movie about a, a truck driver who <laughs> who abandons his son and his sick wife and uh, goes on the road. And then his wife is uh, dying. And then she goes, "Hey, you gotta go live with." The, tells her son, "You gotta go live with your dad in a truck." And guess what? He's an arm wrestler, and he has to <laughs> and he has to win an arm wrestling competition to earn the respect of his father-in-law. Yeah, somehow. yeah, Robert Loja. <laughs> yeah, somehow, somehow he the the grandfather wants to take the son, but seeing him win that arm wrestling contest, he's like, "Yep, well, that's I, a class act right there." He, he got like twenty five thousand dollars in a truck. I guess uh, you can take your kid. Yep, there you go. Lessons, lots lessons of respect learned. earned in arm wrestling. Yeah. All right, my number two. Is is my favorite on this list? I know it's not. I mean, my my favorite, my number one is amazing, but number two, Scott Howard. Boom, mind blown. Everybody out there, Scott Howard. Yeah, that's Michael J. Fox's character in Teen Wolf. Why don't you ask Styles about it? He'll tell <laughs> you who he was. He'll tell you. He'll tell you who Scotty <laughs> Howard was. I mean, the, the. I mean, he as a werewolf did a front flip <laughs> dunk. I just, I just remembered, <laughs> I, I was thinking about the team. I was thinking about the team in Teen Wolf, but I remember Chubbs. The guy's like, the guy's like 45. <laughs> 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 and he's, 
I just remember him. Sh there's a scene where he shoots the ball and he makes it, and he does like that little clinch fist. And he's got the chubby fist. <laughs> that little five foot one. Yeah. Michael J. Fox comes uh, and jumps on his back. Yeah. No, that, that's the thing. I mean, how how much more athletic can you be than to do a front flip dunk? Nobody's tried it. In in the All Star games, so <laughs> Scott Howard, you have to be a werewolf to do yeah, well, it. Well, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, he he. Uh, no, he listen, he it. won the championship game without turning. He wolf, did. Though. He did. He made the free throws. So he's definitely a, a, a an athlete if there ever was one. Yes, I like it. I like it a lot. All right, uh, Keith, is it to me, Keith? You, you're on number four now, buddy. Uh, I'm on number two. Is it because I went Lincoln Hawk and then I went Scott Howard? So okay, right. so back to me for number two. Yeah. All right, my number oh, two. Oh, number two, that's right. My number two, everybody I think can get behind me on this one. I'm going to go with Daniel LaRusso <laughs> from <laughs> The Karate Kid. Yep. Uh, it's definitely a sport, as we all know. He won with the, the crane kick in, this, in the karate tournament. At no, the end he of the won by learning how to wax on and wax off. Well, <laughs> that's true. I, I should have known karate years ago. <laughs> yeah. I personally... I personally liked um, Karate Kid 2 better. Oh, yeah. Chosen? The, that's the one where he goes to Japan. Mm -hmm. yeah. and um, Okinawa. And, Okinawa. Okinawa. And then there's the, wow. there's, there's the couple times where, like, um, um, like Mr. Miyagi. Or, okay, so Mr. Miyagi has the guy in the, in, in the head. He's got his head, and he's about to punch him in the face. He's like, leave or die. <laughs> and he's like, honk. And, he <laughs> <his nose. laughs> and then at the end, Daniel does that. He's like, live or die, man. And the guy's like, live. Or, or he's like, I don't know why. He's like, die. And yeah. he's like, honk. He honks his nose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great movie. Great it's, movie. It, Daniel yeah. LaRusso. That, uh, yeah, just amazing. Yeah. Amazing right. performance. My number two would be Ronnie Sunshine Bass mm -hmm. on Remember the Titans. Ooh, that's, that's a great one. That's <laughs> a bad white boy. You know, because he, he's kind of that character where you don't know. Listen. It was never explained. I have, I have the, I, you're, you're going to have to clarify something for me because I don't understand that scene in that movie when he kisses the guy. I just don't understand that, it. And that's, that's, a, well, I don't understand that either. I don't understand but that scene. There's never any clarification. There's never any clarification. <laughs> but when he's like, just let him go, man. Just let him go. Yeah. And then he flips the guy and then they throw a flag and, you know, all that. All that jazz, which is—I mean, I don't think that'd be an illegal play. I mean, no. It, it's so, but I think he kissed the guy because they kept calling him, you know, sunshine, sunshine and he's like, oh, okay, well, I gotta know, go. right? But then I he, gotta know. Then he kisses him, yeah. Then he kisses him, and he's just it's like, just, it's, it, it's head games. He's what is just, it? What does it matter, Petey? What does it matter? Right. <laughs> See, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. I gotta know. I mean, it, everybody. I mean, everybody in that movie is great. Um, it, Donald Faison, you know, uh, Petey, and then. Uh, What's his what, Ryan Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling, mm -hmm. yeah, because uh, he, I he, didn't think he was that great. In that they're movie. He wasn't. gonna put me in the movies. <laughs> yeah. You got to tell me about this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a, it's a great uh, great movie. I love to remember. The yeah, I remember the time. If that that's time. one of the movies that when I if I'm flipping through channels and it's on, I'll always stop always. and watch it. I don't even care when in the movie it is. I'll yep. stop and watch it. You know, another movie. I, I, Sports Spectacular. Another movie I do that for is Replacements. Oh, okay. With Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Always. I mean, and I think it's terrible. Awful. Terrible movie. Awful. <laughs> Bad acting all the way around, but you have to watch have it. To stop. Sure. It's yeah. Just, it's a train wreck. I just, I, him as a, as a football player and, uh, um, oh, I, I remember his name. He always has like, he's Johnny Utah in Point Break and he's yeah. a quarterback. What was his name in this one? Um, golly, I don't know. Sean? I can't think of it. I'll, I'm Shane. Out. Shane, Shane Falco. Shane Falco. That was another. That's, that's another one. It's like a cool name. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Shane Falco. Yep. 
I almost went with uh, Patrick Swayze in Point Break as a oh, surfer. Oh, as a surfer, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Why not? I, I mean, like, I looked it up just now. What Bodie? was his name? Bodie. Is it Bodie? It's Bodie. Bodie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great movie, and the fact they tried to remake that. You can't remake no, dude, <laughs> no. Patrick Swayze no. in that movie. Never. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right, I'm going to go with my number one is Rick the Wild Thing Vaughn. You're not going to get Ooh, better sports, great. spectacular sports character that's, in a movie. That's like the epitome right there. <laughs> that's it. That's the I best. Mean, he, he, the whole movie is great, especially like when they go to a dinner and he's got his sleeves cut off and they made him put a tie on. And he goes, <laughs> I feel like a banker in this thing. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Rick. Those are the rules. <laughs> Oh man, whatever happened to Charlie Sheen? Man, like, that was, he's winning. Sad... At one point, I heard. No, I don't think he's winning anymore. <laughs> well, I heard that he that's... said he was. Well. He he uh, he is not winning. Um, he had but... Tiger's blood. He does. Well, <laughs> guess what? Guess what's in Tiger's blood? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, oh, Keith, what do you got, let's go buddy? Move on. What's number oh, one? Man. <laughs> okay, this one's gonna catch you guys a little bit off guard because it it's not on my list. I'm calling an audible oh, okay. right now because this just came to me as we were we were talking. And in my number one is going to be someone from the sport from the sport of, ro- of rodeo. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, cuz none of us featured any rodeo people. Oh, all right. Don't do it. No, you don't know. Oh, I know. No, you don't know. I gotta There's know. no way you know what I'm about to say. Cowboy Curtis. No. From no, Pee-wee's that. Playhouse. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. I didn't know that. You, you thought he was going to go Lane for us. Why see, wouldn't you? But he's yeah. not fictional. He's real. Well, Lane okay. Frost is a yeah, real person. He is a He's real not guy. Right. I got you. Right. Yes. That's why I couldn't go I, Lane I Frost. I see what you did there. But yeah, Cowboy Curtis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of them Curtis boys. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. That's right. I, I knew you wouldn't. I knew you wouldn't. From Pee Wee's Playhouse, oh Cowboy gosh. Curtis. Uh, I'm trying to think of Probably the, the world's best Bronco rider. Could have been. Could have been. been. Yeah. I For all we know. Give him a chance. I, 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 I'm, I'm speechless <laughs> right now with what just happened. I'm just glad he went number one with That's it. That's it. It was Cowboy <laughs> Curtis. And I, I, I think it would be funny if Lawrence Fishburne actually listened to our show and he's like, Lumpy. <laughs> Finally. Someone doesn't get say some, I'm, I'm the Morpheus and everything. Get some recognition. Finally. All okay. right, number one, Carrie. My number us. one. The best villain ever of anything in this world. White Goodman from Dodgeball. <laughs> ben Stiller's character. <laughs> yes. I, he, Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Nobody. It doesn't get but, any better than that. That's me taking the bull by the horns. <laughs> it's figured it. But that happened. <laughs> Just it, it, Such, the best one-liners of any movie ever. Oh yeah, it, so. it's it, 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 that whole movie. I just his feathered hair and like that slow mo scene when his little boot hits the line. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing for like four minutes. I didn't even know how it ended. Uh, but uh, yeah, he, he's one of my favorites. So, yeah. Michelle. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Very good. Very good segment here. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed the sports spectacular. Um, we, I know we really enjoyed uh, doing this show. So I, for me, this has been my favorite one that we've done. Ever. This is show number 20. And um, thanks to all of our loyal listeners, everybody who uh, takes the time to listen to these shows that we do. We really appreciate it. Um, remember to, to email us, bigboypantspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on our website, uh, bigboypants.net. Uh, check us out on Facebook. You can find us on there. Um, connect with us. 
Let us know what you think about our show. Ask us questions, anything you'd like to hear about, anything you'd like to see us talk about, anything we can do differently. And Um, and this show came about because someone emailed us, one of our listeners who rated and reviewed us on iTunes. Go and do that. Rate and review. It takes like two minutes. But he wanted to support Spectacular, and he got it. He got a good one. He did. He got a really good one. And and we need to thank Chris Tobler, uh, Mustang Athletics, and as well... um, Dylan Buckingham. Dylan Buckingham. I mean, man, I mean, they nailed it. Yeah. I mean, we're going places, fellas. We really are. <laughs> On the new. Strap a rocket ship <laughs> to our backs. I mean, we're yeah. gonna, we may have to slow it down. We don't want to peak too soon. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. Well, when, when did we start? Did we start in like February? Or was it? It was right after the uh, the, the rodeo. When does that come, right. come in? So was that end of January? It's, it's in January, January okay. most of the time. So it was so either the end of January. End of January. Yeah. Beginning so, of the year. So and then and then we're twenty episodes in now. So, um, how many months is that? Seven months. Yep. Seven months. Seven months, give or take. Yeah. Twenty episodes. Yep. Yeah. So about three episodes a month. That's not bad. That's pretty p- good. That's a pretty that's good pretty stretch. Good. I like pretty it. Good. And then one person, like we have all five reviews except one person, said, hey, "You don't go every week," and gave yeah. us a four. Ah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Dad. I mean, <laughs> and I'm thinking like. The whole show is about us being dads and like taking care of our families yeah. and our kids and everything. Like sometimes that happens. <laughs> thanks for the four. Thanks for the four. All right. Thanks Just as kidding. always for listening. We are the Big Boy Pants Podcast. This has been the Sports Spectacular. We will catch you on the flip side. Nailed it. <laughs>